This week, we're talking about the new business plan from Game Engine Unity. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and uh, ground control to co-host Mike. Mike, how are you, and how is Starfield? That's gonna, I don't know if any of my sound effects are going to come through uh, Discord, <laughs> so I'm not even going to try, but I made a radio sound. Um, <laughs> oh, you didn't hear that. Just pulled in your head. Okay. Um, <laughs> Starfield is something else. I was actually, I was just texting, I'm, I'm kind of actively texting with my brother about it, because we're talking about um, contraband being on ships. Uh-huh. And how much of an absolute... Um, what, what do I want to, what do I want to call it? I was going to say pain in the ass, that is. Um, like anxiety-inducing or uh, uh, sweaty? Um... When you don't know... When you're early in the game and you pick up contraband for the first time, you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do with it. And it's another one of those Bethesda things where it's like, you know, you should know. <laughs> um, and you're just trying to do missions. And every time you go into a, a different um, solar system, they scan you and it turns into a whole thing. Um yeah, it's it's uh, something else. Uh, and just to update, uh, last week we talked about um, using saves, yeah, uh, and going back if things go awry. Well, uh, I, I showed my cards um, <laughs> because I picked up contraband, and at like the beginning of, I was just like exploring. Didn't even realize there'd be anything there. I found like a random. I won't go too far into it for the sake of it potentially like being. Not a story spoiler, just like an exploratory spoiler. But mm-hmm. anyway, I found contraband and just didn't um, didn't think about it for a while. Forgot it was on my person and went on to do a mission um, and turned into a whole thing. Uh, I ended up going to jail and then shooting up the whole town and saying that was fun <laughs> and then loading a quick save. So anyway, I started blasting. So, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're not going to get away with this. Come on. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, so I, I did load. The game quick saves all the time. So, that's good. Uh, I did go back just because I was just in fuck around mode and led to another couple hours of exploration trying to figure out what to do with contraband. I got there. Um, so yeah, anyway, Starfield still been great. Um, starting to get into the flow of things, figuring out where I can get resources and what matters and what doesn't Mm -hmm. kind of fun stuff. Um, It's been good. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, uh, you sent me that video of, uh, the person like synced up or was listening to Freebird. (laughs) <laughs> while while playing the game and um i know i know bethesda showed off the uh some of like the combat and stuff like that but 
I don't know if it was simply because Freebird ever since Kingsman and um, the church scene with Freebird playing. I don't know if it's just because of that, but um, something about that video was just very satisfying to watch. Um, even with the volume, I feel like turned off the, the, the gunplay and stuff does seem really, really solid in the game. Seems like an absolute blast to play. Did you see, um, I forget who, who I saw originally tweeted it or who made the content, but essentially someone playing Starfield as if it were dishonored. Oh no, I didn't. And it is the most insane, like, gameplay clip I've seen from Starfield so far in terms of combat. Some people Uh, are just like absolute freaks when it comes to like manipulating combat and stuff like that is so satisfying to watch. And then I, 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 you know, whenever I play, I'm constantly running out of ammo and never doing anything that cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to, I'm trying to look it up real quick. I think I saw it from jazz. Probably because he's just become like a Starfield account at this point. Um, while you're trying to figure it out, uh, somebody who's like really great in terms of like making good video content in games, uh, their Twitter handle is at much one one eight x. and they make just so many satisfying videos. They 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 actually worked with uh, Cyberpunk to cut like a little. Uh, thing for phantom liberty and and their videos are always just so satisfying to watch so would recommend well what was it called uh their their handle is at much m-u-c-h 118x they're very they're very satisfying their videos they'll just randomly like post like a minute long cut of uh the last of us and just shit like that Uh, um, I just sent you the on, on Discord so you can look, look at it later. But it was Benjamin underscore Winters on, on TikTok. He plays Starfield. <clears throat> so check it out. I mean, I'm sure if you search Benjamin Winters on Twitter, you'll find it. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out then. I can't wait. Oh my god. <laughs> Great. Uh anything else uh outside of Starfield? Did you do put any time into anything else? Nah, not really. We were we were on the road uh this weekend, so uh but guess who's not on the road this upcoming weekend? This guy. Nice. So, so I I am hoping to just all hours of the day. Love it. Love it. Jealous. Because for once, I am the person who can't devote a ton of time to, to my game. Yeah, it must suck. It does. It does. Thanks for understanding. <laughs> um, well, since you got to update about Starfield, um, 
I'll give my little Baldur's Gate. I admittedly didn't get to put so. I put like 20 hours in when I first started playing it. And I think I've since only put in about five or so. Um, It's still very good. And I actually just finished Act 1. Um, I believe there's three acts. So you can assume roughly 33% through the game. Um, And it's still amazing. Still love it. Don't really have anything else to say. (laughs) Uh, Enough said. Yeah. And then in terms of working towards uh, 69 Platinums, just to update there, uh, I believe I didn't get to update last week. Um, So if I'm thinking about it correctly, I I have four new Platinums to update you on. Um, I I Platinumed Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't even think I got to say that I finished that game. Nice. and then I platinumed the uh, PS4 version of it as well. Uh, and so that's two. And then Chicory is like this little indie painting game um, that had co-op and Shelby and I played it. It was very cute, very fun. Both had a PS4 and PS5 trophy list. So I got both of those as well. Uh, so I think I'm at Excellent. 49. So... Uh-oh. 20 to go. Okay. Very confident. Um, all right, let's talk about the big story, I think, from this past week uh, and really just the past day. If you haven't seen, Unity announced a new um, business model that they are calling uh, the Unity runtime fee that is going to be based on installs for uh, creators. And the way that works is that uh, once you have made either $200,000 or more in the last 12 months, and have at least two hundred thousand dollars, or sorry, two hundred thousand lifetime game installs. Um, you will be uh, eligible, I guess, uh, or charged a fee of twenty cents per new install after you have met that threshold. Um, and then there's different tiers of uh unity memberships so that's for like the base uh unity personal and unity plus if you're unity pro or unity enterprise it's uh a million dollars in uh a million dollars or uh or sorry million dollars or more in the last 12 months and at least a million lifetime game installs um that's for both unity pro and unity enterprise and then the rates for per install are a little different for those tiers, um, and they're broken out uh, based on installs per month. So, for your first one hundred thousand new installs, it's fifteen cents per at the pro level, and then it's a little less as you get to more and more installs, up to like a million plus. You're only paying two cents per new install. So they kind of drop this seemingly out of nowhere 
and people were not too happy about it. So they dropped it out of nowhere, but it's not effective until January 1, yes. 2024. Correct. So at least it gave people a... Time to switch engines. <laughs> yeah, three months. Um, yeah, I don't know. It feels like maybe there should have been a little more lead time, but I guess if you're Unity, you want to make it as hard as possible for people to switch. Yeah, you kind of want to like bind people or I think the really interesting thing is how this impacts games that have already released. Mm -hmm. um, because I, you know, I don't think they said that effective January 1st, all new games will be subject to this. They, um, so I saw on Twitter that it's not going to be retroactive. Very interesting. Um, I think so. I don't know. What's I, Cuphead? I think runs on Unity. So all of the downloads that have happened up until now, new downloads, um, won't be charged at this new rate. But it, it's my understanding that as of January one, twenty twenty four, if somebody new downloads Cuphead, um. Well, you'd get charged potentially. 20 I think cents. it has. I think it has to get to the two hundred thousand starting January one. Okay, and yeah, earn two hundred thousand in revenue. So, right. basically, the the clock starts January one, and once it hits two hundred thousand downloads after January one, not including what has already been downloaded, then it'll start getting charged. Um, that twenty sense and that's just an example i'm sure they're not using the um free plan or, or whatever that rate is for mm -hmm. so that was just an example but i guess more likely for them they probably use unity enterprise right so then they would need to get to 100 or a million downloads and a million dollars um, so yeah, that's uh, very um, very interesting. Yes, and I think the thing that a lot of people called out was, or I guess the um, the assumption is that Unity decided to do this because one of the biggest games that's run on Unity is uh, Genshin Impact. And the thing about games that are free is that they aren't actually free. They, make, they still make money, right? So if you did actually just have a free game and you made it on Unity you shouldn't run into any issues because you likely wouldn't make enough money for you to fall into the path where each install is going to start costing you money, right? Because you have to hit both the number of installs and the number of revenue. Right. But for a game that's of what you would call freemium, where 
it's free, but it has in-app purchases and stuff like that, you will still hit that revenue number. And then you're going to get absolutely fucked by the cost per install. Especially when you take into consideration the number of people who will try to play those types of games, no money spent. So you're still going, it's going to actually cost you uh, and it's going to add up uh, because you're going to become so dependent on whales to spend massive amounts of money to cover the costs and fees that you're going to accrue by people who have uh, enough uh, mental fortitude to not, uh, you know, buy loot boxes and stuff like that. So to me, it seems like we're going to enter almost like this is trying to push like a more disgusting uh, gaming world where companies continuously try to like prey on you and nickel and dime you. So to make more money. Something I think I just want to understand. So we're going to workshop this together. Sure. Let's say a game gets to the 200,000 mark. If, if I understand it correctly, based on your example, let's say after that point, nobody spends money on the game anymore. You would basically have to then have a million freeloaders after that to get to the point where you've made no money on the game. Yes. So, I, I'm trying. I don't. I don't really see the bad math here. Like it seems. Um, it seems all these really. And, I, and I'm not picking a side at all. I'm just really trying to understand it from both sides. But I. I don't know it. <laughs> All these doomsday scenarios that all these people are talking about seem really unlikely to me. I mean, somebody laid out that they have a game that is under free is like if the game's freemium and the game makes two hundred thousand dollars from in app purchases and then is it goes on to be installed three million times. This isn't taking into consideration the fact that more money is likely to be made off of those 3 million new downloads, but you're still now on the hook for $560,000 because of having to pay 20 cents per each one of those installs. And the other thing that wasn't clear up front was, and this is like, this is a definitely a doomsday scenario and like definitely like, I think thinking almost a little too hard about it, but at the time, and this has since been updated, but at the time it was for each new install, uh, meaning that if for some reason you hated that, uh, uh, you just didn't like the game, you could theoretically mm-hmm. uninstall it, install it, uninstall it, install it, and like that would track, and you would be charged twenty cents per install. They've since like updated that. That's not the case. However. If you buy it on Steam and down and install it onto your computer and then install it onto your Steam Deck, that does count as two installs. So it's not like 
20 cents per purchase after 200,000 purchases and after $200,000 in revenue, it's it's per install still. So you could somehow get like double, triple, quadruple tap because I would, I would assume it would... I guess I don't technically know how Steam works. And so I don't know if you're limited to the number of uh, devices you're allowed to install on. But like if there is a limit, you know, let's say it, you, you max that out, you're still looking at like having to pay a fee 3x, 4x uh, instead of doing like a per purchase model. And then also you have to take into consideration like if you're included in a sale or something like that, right? Like you're making less money and, ne- and then needing to like push money to the side and and to give that and it factors in game pass it factors in like if you're offered on uh playstation plus or something like that right like those will be things that will add up and will end up costing uh, a company money rather than seeing them uh benefit in some way i guess go ahead Oh, and I was just gonna say, I would say that's probably the area that like is like the most important to think about. If you're a game that came out, you know, uh, it yeah. If you if you have a game that comes out in March, right, and after this new model, you should never enter an agreement to be put on either of those subscription services because it'll likely cost you more than you would see a benefit. So how exactly is it working with Game Pass? It's just per... It, it would still be per install. Okay. And, and then... Your example with the Steam Deck was it's like a per device install. Yeah, that's what they updated in the um let me find the in the Axios uh article from Steven Totillo. He f- was able to clarify some of the things. Um let me just try and find it real quick. I think it was here. Uh, after So it says, after initially telling Axios earlier Tuesday that a player installing a game, deleting it, and installing it again would result in multiple fees, which is insane. That is insane. Yes, that uh, is. Unity's Witten told Axios that the company would actually only charge for an initial installation. Uh, he hoped this would allay fears of install bombing where an angry user could keep deleting and reinstalling a game to rack up fees to punish a developer. And if you're willing to go to that level as a human being, you're an insane person. Seek help. Uh, but it does go on to say, but an extra fee will be charged if a user installs a game on a second device, say a Steam Deck after installing a game on a PC. So again, I don't know if you're like limited if you purchase a game on Steam or if you could you know, sign into your Steam account on a trillion devices and install it. Um Again, that's obviously unrealistic, but it's not unrealistic to think that somebody has like maybe two or three. Like they might have a desktop, they might have a piece like a uh, sorry, a laptop that they take for like on the go. And then they have a Steam Deck as well. Like maybe you have like mm. all three. That's not really like that unreasonable to think. And so to, to see that you would actually be charged per install on each of those devices is just also like 
kind of insane. But the main thing is that if you are offering your game for air quotes free on one of these like subscription services, um, it'll, you know, obviously you can enter into a deal. I, I don't think we really have a clear picture on how that all necessarily works. Um, right. Like obviously there has to be some sort of agreement for you to end up getting it. So you are, I'm sure making money currently as things stand. Uh, but it is then just offered for free. You're not going to see revenue off of like a purchase and it's now available to every single person on the service. And you know, it's not like Xbox isn't saying like, oh, your game's $15 and we have 60, I don't know, how many Game Pass subscribers do do they have? Is it 60 million or is it? I don't remember offhand. Let's say it's 60 million though, right? Like they're not saying like, oh, it's your game's $15. We have 60 million users. $15 times 60 million is, I can't do dumb math right now. Uh, nine hundred million. Is that right? You could, you could tell me about anything, and I'd say probably. I think it's nine hundred million. So, and it's not like they're saying like, okay, we'll pay you nine hundred million dollars to put your game on the service. You know what I mean? Like that's very clearly not happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for Game Pass, it's also kind of comes down to how many players you get. So, like. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And then, uh, well, and if, if it's not like that, it would definitely have to switch to that sort of approach because of the fact that you're again, going to see, you're going to accrue this like extra fee just by having your, your game up on a subscription service. Yeah. And it can really, I mean, like it can really fudge with things kind of regardless, right? Like, that example of if you have 3 million people, yes, you are still going to, you will likely see income. You will likely see revenue off of those users, right? But you're still now on the hook for $560,000 that you were never in any situation on the hook for in the past. And that's kind of like a very fast rug pull, I feel like. Maybe I'm maybe I'm only looking at it from the viewpoint of if I were in a situation where I was now expected to pay five hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't like that. But mm-hmm. like you know, maybe I maybe I'm having a hard time uh, seeing how the business case makes sense. I get that like Unity needs to think about how they make money, but mm-hmm. this this almost seems like a predatory way of doing that. Um, Yeah, I I guess what I need to understand before I really like as much as I want to always be on the side of the developers here, especially considering it's mostly like smaller developers using Unity, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is is the big issue here. Um, you know, have they been using the engine for free? Right. I, I like yeah. Um, Unity has bills to pay too. Right. And I, yeah, that's. So. Yeah, I, I still think from. 
the get-go, it sounds predatory here, considering, like, I don't know, that the um, sentiment wasn't like, oh, we knew this day would come. It, it was, I don't know that our business is prepared for this in terms of, like, coming from the developers. Um Yeah, hard to say. I mean, I feel like it's just, I feel like Unity probably looked at Genshin Impact and said, okay, there's about 17 million downloads on mobile. Right. So times 20 cents, that's $3.4 million. Right. And I don't know. So let's, let me see if I can see. And this will lead me to my other thing so other point okay so they're saying about two billion dollars in revenue um so it's not if, if you're an executive at well or at least one very specific executive at unity you say oh well 3.4 million dollars is nothing compared to the two billion dollars they've made in one year right but obviously that's kind of an unheard of story. Yeah, and there's obviously like there's a lot to consider there too, right? You know. Obviously teams need to like get paid and mm-hmm. all of that, right? And well, it it would be one thing to say that like, oh, it just means that this like CEO is is going to have to take uh, a year-end bonus of you know, 3.4 million less than what they would have been in line for. But you know, like, that's not how it would happen. You know that that would, that 3.4 would, like, fall. And, like, fall down the entire, like, company scale. Mm -hmm. And, And like you said, Genshin Impact, like, they, their eyes definitely lit up thinking about this because like it had to have been they they had they had to be like doing all these numbers and like and and like drooling and salivating over the genshin impact numbers because you said it up front like it's it's gonna be like it's smaller developers that are using uh unity and like honestly it would be one thing to say like if you use the free version of unity we're going to implement this in an attempt to get people to like just pay up because like Unity Pro is two thousand, but if you're already paying, why the fuck like should you have to pay twenty? Like you know what I mean? Like that's just like I don't know. That just seems like kind of fucked. Yeah, and and, and to your point, like yeah, like they need to see how to make money. They have lights to and bills to pay and stuff like that. But again, then like change your pricing model up front. Like don't don't offer it for free. You know, like yeah. And- I mean, you could you could do five, like anywhere between two to five cents per download, and still make a killing for, you know, essentially just providing the engine. And you compare that to when like people used to just buy this software for a thousand bucks once. You're yeah. still doing better than you were 15 years ago when the model was just you know pay to own. Yeah, it's just oh, man. Just... Here's, here's my here's my big issue is that 
the parameter they're using is revenue. Yes. So, okay, you make $200,000 in revenue. Well, takes 30% of that. Yep. So, really, even though you made $200,000, you know, you really didn't. Because you have to pay the different storefronts that you're selling on. You're, hang on, you're, you're, you're getting a little choppy there. Okay. Um, so, say that again. So it's. So you, you said it's not straight up like two hundred thousand in revenue. Right. It's you know. Basic. You're basically making seventy percent of that off the get go, and now you're going to have to pay this fee on top of it. Right. <laughs> again, I. It's not necessarily that, like, it just, it feels like a lot, you know? It feels like, and it feels like they really focused in on one area and didn't consider or care about how this is actually going to impact a lot of, like, smaller teams and indie games and stuff like that. And I don't know, at the end of the day, like, if you if you create a game engine for developers and stuff to use i would think that you would maybe care about those developers um but i don't know yeah uh, i don't know so what makes sense here if you're a smaller developer do you just pay for unity pro or whatever no because you are still going to have to Uh, hang on. Let me see. What What are the? It's a million dollars in uh, revenue at, at pro, and yeah. A million installs. Yeah. So you know, does that make more sense? Because at least that's at least more containable than two hundred thousand. And is that Unity's plan? Is to just right get people paying for Unity Pro, force people up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly know if I'm a small developer, I'm thinking like I'm not going to touch I'm not going to touch Unity. I'll use Unreal Engine or you know, until how much you have to pay for Unreal Engine? I don't know, but you don't need to pay uh you don't need to pay per install and Epic Game Store does like what, a 10% cut instead of the yeah normal 30% thinking or whatever so you know like obviously you're still going to want to probably put your game on uh on other systems and stuff so like you're still gonna get caught but um unreal engine price let me let me see if i can find this real quick seen free but i don't think that's right i'm guessing that's like a trial or something uh, on the site it says free
Yeah, but is it actually, or is it? <laughs> okay. Five percent royalty. Five percent royalty only kicks in when your title earns over one million USD. That's for Unreal. That's for Unreal. Okay. So it's free automatically until you earn over one million, and then after after that, or it's just flat. They get five percent. Like, I don't know if it's like starting at the 1 million, you owe them 5% or for any, any earnings after that initial 1 million, you owe 5% on all earnings from that point on. So I don't technically know, so which, but it says the first million will be royalty exempt. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, and so this is from their FAQ, a 5% royalty is due only if you are distributing an off the shelf product that incorporates unreal engine code, such as a game. Provided that you notify us on time using the release form, you will only owe royalties once a lifetime gross revenue from that product exceeds one million. So again, that's gross revenue. That's not including any storefront costs yet to buy. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, the first one million will be royalty exempt, and that's for the that's for the free the free version. Um, So yeah, I mean, it sounds like the best option is going to be build on Unreal and then sell on Epic Game Store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the other, the other thing, uh, the other thing that people were talking about originally, and I think this was also updated, was the fact that like demos would have cost uh, in the initial. proposal like demos would have cost you as an install um but they then also retracted that and said unless the demo is a part of a download that includes the full game so like early access for example interesting would count but that you know like ps3 era where i felt like we we had demos constantly um like those sorts of situations wouldn't um, I don't know. I don't know. Just seems it just it it felt scummy up front, and then I think more stuff came out to make it feel scummier. And I think that's also why I'm like so strongly like pushing against it, mm -hmm. which is uh, so you sent the Tom Warren tweet. I don't know if you want to go ahead and read it. Find it. Here it is. Yeah, so this is from Tom Warren today, Wednesday. Unity CEO John Riccatello was EA CEO when FIFA 09, 2009. Let's keep that in mind launch with loot boxes last year he said devs making games without monetization in mind are in quotes fucking idiots in an ea stockholder meeting he entertained the idea of charging one dollar to reload an ammo clip in battlefield he's kind of a huge piece of shit is what i'm gathering 
Yeah. Um, he is in no way a gamer, right? Like there's just no possible oh, way no. that this guy plays video games. No, this is a corporate, you know, like all these corporate plans we've, we've talked about in video games. And, um, don't get me wrong. I like business. Um, but trying to make endless amounts of money on video games is, you know, a really nearsighted ideal. I mean, you're going to push people out. Right. It would certainly, I would, I would stop playing video games if I had to pay a dollar for every time I reloaded in Battlefield. That's because I'm a master at the tactical reload. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I would stop playing video games. That's just not worth it to me. I like paying a fixed cost and, you know, if there's DLC that I see adds value then I'm happy with that. But if I need to pay to play a game, then no, I'm not going to, I'll just stop playing video games. Yeah. Like I would, I mean, even like games that are like, like world of Warcraft, right. Has like a yearly subscription, like fee, right. That you have to pay. That's like one thing. That's a model that is fine. I don't love it, but like, it's been around forever. Yeah. And that also just like, that doesn't bother me that much. Like I pay $60 every year for fucking MLB the show. Like, you know, right. it's really not that different, but yeah, if you're talking about getting down to the, the granular aspect of like, if you want to watch a replay, it's going to cost you like how I described it was <laughs> this guy should do the thing you can pay $500 to do to yourself on GTA online. <laughs> Yeah, that's just a safe way of saying a really terrible thing. Um, there's, there's just, there's just a better way. Yeah, at least a more respectable way. And I've always, I don't know, I understand the subscription model. I understand that it brings in a lot more money, but you know, I think people in general, not just in games, but in software, period, um, for creative tools um i'm excluding kind of game pass from this because you do have the option to buy physical games still but like most subscription services where you don't have another option and it's primarily in creative tools so you mentioned adobe earlier mm -hmm. um epic microsoft office like you should just be able to buy a software license and use it Right. I, mean, I don't I've got a hammer. I don't pay fucking fifty dollars a year so I can keep using it. Right. And that's all these things are, they're tools. Uh man, that's, yeah, that's that's a re, like that's a really great way of kind of summing it up. I mean Um And I get like so they I, I forget where I saw it. Oh, here it is. Um, this is on the blog post community. We will also add cloud-based asset storage, Unity DevOps tools, and AI at runtime at no extra cost to Unity subscription plans this November. Like, that's great. Those are awesome tools. And if you only want to include that in subscription services, have at it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Because the price of 
some of these tools fluctuates, um, you know, particularly like cloud-based asset storage that changes over time. Mm -hmm. Um, but you should have an option to just buy a per desk software license and whatever you don't get those tools, but not having the option to just have the base level tool doesn't make any sense to me. And I would want to move to a platform that does. And we've just kind of accepted that this is the model and it, it sucks. It's it probably won't yeah. change. No. Yeah, definitely not. I think the other um, really frustrating thing about something like this is it always feels like it's never communicated properly, right? So like, regardless of how you feel about the, like, regardless of how you feel about the proposed plan, they released the, like, news. They let it go to the public and people got up in arms about it and then they retracted and made edits on like on the fly to like provide clarifying points and stuff like that and it's just like why why does that always feel like the thing too right we can never just announce anything properly instead we announce it probably knowing full well we're going to get backlash wait for the backlash and then like pull back just like a little bit to make it feel like, oh, see, there's some give and take. Very frustrating. Yeah, Very frustrating. I, I'm, I'm sure they put it out there as greedy as possible, saying maybe somebody will read the fine print, maybe somebody won't. And if right. they do, then we have a backup plan that is what we wanted anyway. Just wild. Um yeah. The other thing to add to the scumminess of it was that Kotaku reported that um, uh, Johnny Boy sold 2,000 shares uh, a week ago before revealing this uh, this news. And that also yeah. just, that also is just like, gives such a gross feeling. Uh he Don't also call him an insider trader. Yeah, he also has sold a total of fifty thousand shares uh, this year and has purchased none. The only thing that would be even more fucked is if, because uh, uh, naturally with this news, their their stock price plummeted. Um, I'm gonna try and pull it up, see where see where it's sitting. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see because. I imagine it'll go up on this news at some point. I guess I don't really know if I would describe this as plummeting, but it is a drop. So its high point yesterday was 39.66. Um, it's now sitting down at 36.88. As of today? Yeah. Uh, overall market's down a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, that, yeah, I mean, you can see a pretty obvious, pretty obvious drop on the 13th, well, between the 12th and the 13th. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, this is the kind of news that shareholders love, though. Recurring revenue. Mm -hmm. 
you know, especially when you look at like the Genshin Impact situation where it's like, man, and, and I know that the, you know, we don't know what um, the developer of Genshin, what tier they're in or whatever. So this is all just fuzzy math, but it's just to make a point. Like, sure. You know, the, the company was at least, you was at least going to make a couple million dollars off of this if it would have been in place for a game like Genshin. And we're, you know, we talk all the time about mobile gaming and, um, you know, we'll talk probably sometime over the next couple of weeks about what iPhone, what Apple just announced on the 12th with mm-hmm. the games that you'll be able to play on an iPhone soon. Um, you know, I think that's very uh, specific timing for Unity. Um, I mean, if you're if you're a stakeholder, you love this news, especially right. if people feel they if these developers feel they can't get out and they have to kind of cave to the model. Right. Love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. What a world. Um. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see uh, if they walk back any further. Um, my guess is probably not from where they've settled in as of today, but obviously we'll see. Uh, anything else you wanted to bring up on this matter? Uh, I'm looking at this un- this Kotaku post and uh, Cult of the Lambs Twitter account said by <laughs> Cult of the Lamb now because we're deleting it on January 1st. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that was before the un, like before uh, the whole like how does this impact retroactively stuff like that. Like Right. I mean again, if you have a game out <clears throat> you want to push it as much as you can between now and January 1. So I wonder, so that would be kind of funny too. And in a turn of events that could screw um, Unity. So let's say uh, Cult of the Lamb puts their game on like mega deal from now until January. Basically, and basically get to the point where anybody who wants a copy is going to have a copy by January 1. Mm-hmm. And then come January 1, um and i'm sure there's probably some clause that would piss unity off and or whatever but like you just stop selling the game and only sell content because then you're not going to hit the 200,000 download mark yeah um <clears throat> i don't know you just make a you make like the the game. Well, I guess you have to ins- just technically install and download expansions. I was gonna say, is there some way you could like fudge that you just like pay for an in-game uh, DLC that is just it gives you the sequel? <laughs> yeah, just. But again, I think yeah, that would stop be <laughs> seeing new games come out and they just update old ones yeah. <laughs> with new. <laughs> I feel like you get to a point where like Unity would impose a size limit. Yeah. Something. For like how big your game is. 
I'm sure they can't something. lose, but it's just a funny proposition. Yeah. Um, just crazy. Just crazy. We'll stay yeah. close to it. See, obviously, if any other updates come out of it. Um, but general reaction to it was people were not pleased. And again, like, it's hard to say because we don't really truly know all of the details or the facts. Um, so it is kind of hard to say uh, what is like the right model because again like unity is obviously offering something and therefore like they do deserve some sort of payment for that thing um but man yeah it feels like the way that they came out about it was not great yeah agreed all right well that's it for today you brought up um you brought up that Apple just had their event and there was some interesting gaming news to come out of that. Um, so like Mike said, we will be talking about that in the coming weeks. Maybe we'll be talking about it next week. Um, Nintendo also announced that there is a direct and that is, of course, if you're listening to this the day it came out, uh, that's today and it either already happened or is about to happen. So uh, that will be next week's episode for sure. We'll, we'll recap the event and depending on some of the news there, um, we'll also maybe be talking about uh, some of the news from Apple. We still haven't had the opportunity to talk about the PlayStation portal. Uh, so look forward to those topics either next week or the week after, depending. Uh, Sony State of Play might be coming here shortly. Uh, and obviously we have Tokyo Game Fest happening or Tokyo Game Show. Tokyo Game Show, I think, is the the right name for it. Um, there's, it's an exciting time. It feels like there's so much news for us to to talk about, um, and I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you are too. Sure. Oh, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the listeners. I know. I'm imposing myself. <laughs> uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you could leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen to the podcast, that would also be greatly appreciated. And most importantly, if you could just share this podcast with a friend, that would be the final and most, most appreciated thing. Other than that, we will talk to you about the Nintendo Direct next week.